Welcome to His Church Owensboro Podcast. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at hischurch.cc and let us know about all of the things that God is doing in your life. If you have been blessed by this podcast and would consider supporting us financially, please visit hischurch.cc and click on Give to see the many options available. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message blesses you. As we go into today's teaching, I just want to encourage you that maybe you find yourself in a marriage that both of you are Christians, you're looking for more, you have some mistakes, you have some mess ups, you might even have some struggles that you are pushing into and learning and getting better, but but you're wanting, both of you wanting to do better. Then today, that is how we're teaching. Those are the parameters we're teaching in. So if you find yourself in any other part of that, outside of those parameters, maybe you are, uh, your spouse doesn't attend church, they're not a believer and you are. Maybe you are single or maybe you have a severe amount of abuse in your world and in your life right now. I want to encourage you that you can still take nuggets of truth, apply them to your life and you can learn from today. Do not discount what God's doing in your heart, in your life and just know God is for you today. Well, hey, His Church, we're so glad you're here today. And uh, we're pumped to talk about marriage we are. a little bit. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, marriage moments. Like, if you've been married long at all, <laughs> everybody knows you have some moments in marriage. I mean, you got good moments, you got bad moments, you just kind of got life moments. <laughs> yeah, good moments that you uh, will always remember and bad moments that you can never forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of, that, some of that stuff sticks with you, right? That's true. So, so we want to take the moments God's given us. I believe this. I believe that every moment I have to live, like, like you look at years, we've been married 18 years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, being married 18 years, it doesn't feel like 18 years when you go through it. Yeah. It's about the moment you're in right now. Right? I think Kung Fu Panda said this. This is uh, really good stuff. He said, uh, <laughs> Yesterday is. Of this yes, is yes, it's incredible. all built around Kung Fu Panda. Yesterday's a mystery, tomorrow is history. But today is the present. There How about that? That's, that's great. So, really, really, it's like this I got to take the moment God's given us and maximize it. I believe this with all of my heart that God's gift to us is the time that He gives us. Yeah. Right? God's given us a precious gift in time. Now, our gift back to God is what we do with our time. And I think that's massive in marriage. Absolutely. We've had some great times. I mean, obviously we have three children. Uh, We still both say we went to a friend's wedding in Scotland once. We say it was even better than the times that we had children. It was awesome. One of the best weeks of our life. Yeah, beautiful place. We've had great moments where we feel like we killed it, and we have had terrible moments that were just embarrassing. And I just think it helped you if we just share one of ours because you might be going through uh, life right now and need good moments, and you're just having a string of bad moments, and it's like all that you can remember. But I want you to know that you can come out on the other side of that with more strength, with a better marriage, with uh, more information maybe, and sometimes with a really good laugh. We, we had just gotten married, we were in college, and we had very little financial uh, stream coming into oh, yeah. our life. no money, right, college kids. So we were in Tulsa, and Brian, I remember he got invited to go to this really incredible golf course, which he's a golfer. I didn't get it, I get it more now because I've lived with him a long time, but he was so pumped to go on this golf trip, and I was just a young bride. It was free, too, it because was I free. worked at a golf course, so I could get free golf. It That's was awesome. true, and, and I didn't understand it, and honestly, I was a young bride, and I gave him, I mean, I really just gave him trouble. I was like, I cannot believe 
aren't you gonna go and do this? And he said, fine. He's like, we'll collect all, everything. We'll gather up all the extra money that we can find right now. And I'll take you with me. We'll stay in a hotel. I'll go golfing. You can go to the mall. And so I remember he gave me $150. Like that was a, that was like a year's worth of fun for us at that time. And he said, you go to the mall, you do whatever you want today, babe. Just have a great time. And I was so pumped. I mean, I was like shaking. I was so excited. Do you remember this oh, day? Yeah, and he dropped me off at the mall and he uh, went on to the golf course. And I was going to stay at this huge mall in Dallas forever and I was just so excited and I was all by myself and I watched myself as I went in the first place I went was in a department store and they had these really incredible makeup counters and I've always been a sucker for a product I just I like products and so I walked up and this lady just started telling me now given I'm 19 it wasn't going to take much to make me look young right so uh, she's given me all these creams and all of these things and all of this makeup and I fell for it she was an incredible salesman and I swear they had like the best lights that a human could possibly have. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I thought, I cannot live without this makeup. Like I have to have this makeup. So I remember buying it all and I did not realize it. But when she handed me my bag and she asked me for my money, it was like $149.97. And being young, I, now today I would just be like, uh, no, thank you. I need, to, I need to get that back. But at the time I was so embarrassed that I didn't have all the money. So I just said, okay. And I gave her my money and I sat in the mall and I cried all day and I didn't even have enough money to eat lunch because I bought all of this makeup. So I thought, well, the best part about this, it's been a terrible day. I've had no more fun after that, but I'm gonna go and Brian's gonna think that I look incredible. So I got in the car after he came to get me and I said, babe, how do you think I look? And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, what do you think about my makeup? This lady in the mall did it and he said, you look the same as you've always looked. And I lost it. I was so torn up and he said, you, I don't know why you would do that. I said, I spent all my money on this. I don't look, he says, you don't look any different. Well, she I have said no she idea. was hungry. She's like, can we eat? I'm like, didn't you eat at the mall? We don't, <laughs> she's like, I didn't have any money to eat. I'm like, are you kidding me? You spent all your money it was at crazy. the first place you went? Yeah. And we started fighting. We started fighting. A fight ensued. We I'm had talking some major like, marriage like, moments. Yeah, in that like car. crackheads on cops. We yeah. started fighting. So it's we're true. driving down in Dallas traffic, right? And uh, we start screaming at each other. I know that never happens in your family, yeah. but that, you guys that are happened. Awesome. We're 19 and 22. We've never raised our voice since then, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm lying, but but we start fighting. I'm like, why did you do this? And she's embarrassed, so she's saying, I'm just going to take it back. And I'm like, no, you're not going to take it back. You're going to live with what you've done now. <laughs> you know how people do when you're married. So then we're in the traffic, and she threatens to get out of the car. I opened my door in the Dallas traffic. We're like, we're like, stop. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm getting out. I'm like, you're not getting out of the car. Get back in. I'm going to so, walk to the mall. You so know? we get back in, and we don't talk for like, I don't know. Uh, we don't ever not talk for more than like four minutes. Four minutes is like an eternity for it us is. to shut up because we're communicators, right? Yeah. Yes. And so we, we get over it, but it was like one of those marriage moments. Oh, you I look back forever. and we've all had them. Everybody in the room can relate. Anybody that's been married more than 20 minutes has had something like that in life. It's true. And so what can we do? That, that's, a, that's a bad one, embarrassing, embarrassing one, but a funny one because you're kids. And I could tell some other ones that I would never tell in a public setting, right? So, yeah. so you have those as well. So what do we do to minimize yeah. the embarrassing moments? and maximize the good moments in marriage. So there's other great marriage, uh, marriage moments we had. Come on, we, we got kids. 
yeah. that, that we didn't think we were going to be able to get, right? Mm -hmm. Miracle kids by the Word of the Lord. We've, we've seen success. We've seen God bless what, we're, what we've done. What do you think one of the best moments for us has been in marriage? I think one of the, one of the best moments that, that we've had in marriage is um, early on, and we'll get to, to learning what we're talking about today, learning to communicate with one another. Yeah. It's about communication. It's always, I mean, communication, and it always includes those things, like just the story we just told you. What does that have to do with communication and money? The, uh, those are huge things that happen every single day to, to people in their house. Yeah, marriage is like, it's communication, money, and it's sex. Mm -hmm. A lot of what, what makes a marriage work or True. not work. But uh, I think back early on, we planted the church about 15 years ago in Owensboro. And so we were gung-ho. I mean, we're all, when we get in, we get all in, right? It's, it's like, this is going to work. If it kills us all, it kills the neighbors. We're, we're, we're doing this, right? So, so we're working around the clock, and we're working together. Uh, for a while, she sold furniture when we planted the church. Mm -hmm. But then, then the church was going, going well, and I needed the help. And so she came on part-time um, at the church. Worked full-time, got paid part-time then. And we weren't making much money, but we're working around the clock. Yeah. And I didn't know how to turn it off. I still don't know how to turn work off. It's part of my um, fallen nature. I'm a bit of a workaholic. And so, so I would work, and, and really I thought because we were together working, that was enough. We were together. Can I get an amen from all the girls that that is actually not the case? Right, right. <laughs> being together yeah. is not always being together. True. Right? You can be together doing something, but that's not together building a relationship. Mm -mm. We're building a church, not a relationship at the time. And so Jesse would come to me and say, Brian, I feel empty. It's like you're not, you're not working on us. And, and, and she wasn't even being hard about it. She was just, it was the reality of our situation, that we weren't sowing into us. Yeah, I just knew we were headed in the wrong direction. It wasn't like a fight. We weren't having angry bouts. It was just this moment where I thought, he's my friend. And I feel like if someone was my friend, they would inform me that we're about to have problems in a few months. And I could just feel that they're just, that we weren't right, that we weren't connected, that we weren't where we were supposed to be. And some of you are like, man, that seems so small. If you knew the problems in my marriage, but the deal is that big problems come because little problems are ignored and the communication just Say that come. again. Big problems come because the small things are ignored. Because you think if this is in, or, or you just go ahead and just make a little thing into something that's so much bigger than it is, instead of just looking at someone and believing, just really genuinely believing that they want the best, like they want to win with you. And if you can give them a clue as to how we're going to win next, right, then they can have an option on how they handle that. So it wasn't like a fight or I wasn't nagging him. I was just simply saying, hey, look, we have no connection. We're working. We see each other all day, but you don't see me. You see everything and everybody, but you, you don't see Jesse. And I can tell that you're not looking at me because we're not having any kind of real communication about our family and our life. And I think that was one of the best ones because you literally took that and like, at first he was like, oh, we're fine. We're together all the time, you know? The typical male response when a female tells them what they need like, 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 and I know this is stereotypical, so throw tomatoes at me if you must. But, but typical, <laughs> it can be different typical personality. It can be different, yeah. but a lot of times, let's say 70% of the time, sure. uh, a female will respond with hurt, 
right? Mm -hmm. And a male will respond with some form of anger. It's true. It's both hurt, but the manifestation looks a little different. Now, I'm not saying that's true with everyone, but it, but it seems to be that it's way a lot common. of the cases. Yeah. And so she would say, I need this. And for me, it's like, well, what are you saying? I'm a bad husband, <laughs> right? And that's a bit of a defense mechanism and an unhealthy thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so finally, it's like I, I was listening. She said it enough. I started listening. And I'm like, how do I fix that? Mm -hmm. And to fix problems like that where you're not communicating, it takes, a, it takes this sounds crazy and not romantic, but it takes a system. Yeah. And our system became every Thursday night. At a certain time, we would go on a date True. and we would set it up where somebody's, we didn't, I don't know if we had, we had Briley probably then, mm -hmm. uh, where somebody had Briley and where we're going out and if we didn't have a lot of money, it's like we're going to the fast food joint for a cheap burger, yeah. but we're spending some time together. There were times we didn't even have enough money for a babysitter, so we would swap out with a friend. We'll watch your kids this week if you'll watch our kids. You work out uh, a trade. Next week, yeah, and, and that's a beautiful thing because any way you work it, even if your date is, I, our kids go to bed at 7.30 because they're really tiny, and we go and we watch a movie, and he brought a bottled Coke home because that's my favorite thing, and we sit on the back porch and we drink that Coke it's cheap date, bottled Coke. It it's is, but it works <sighs> because all, I think that was a win for me because Brian came to me and he said, babe, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but this is my calendar and this is where I'm putting our day. And I am telling you, there has never been a more romantic moment in our entire marital history than that moment. It doesn't sound romantic, but he, he penciled me in. Everybody else got a date. Everybody else got a slot. The whole world had an appointment except me until that day and I feel like it was one of the biggest marriage wins that we've yeah. ever had. I think at that point in our life, our marriage got stronger than it ever been. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that that system, for lack of a better term, that we developed yeah. to invest in each other, set us up to, to not fall apart and to be strong in some of the toughest trials of our life. Yes. Right? It, it made us who we are. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not Brian and Jesse anymore. We're Brian and Jesse. Yeah. And uh, we kind of share a brain and it's awkward and it's weird, right? We really are, we really are like that. And I think that made us that way uh, back in the day. It's, but it set up a time for us to communicate. And that's one of the things that we want to hit on today is communication is so vital. And people usually lean on one side or the other. They either lean to being over communicators and that is us. We're going to admit our problem. We, we are over communicators by yeah, we're nature. we're preachers. Or it can lend it, the, you can lend yourself to being an under communicator. Either one of those are going to require a time that you focus on proper communication, and it's going to it's going to require discipline from you to not just communicate, but to communicate properly with the one that you love, so that you can build your marriage and make it strong. It's massive. Uh, the the Bible talks about communication again and again, and how we communicate. And here's a scripture that I think you can apply to any area of life in communication. And it's Ephesians 4, verses 26 through 32. All right? Ephesians 4, 26 through 32. It reads like this. Make it sure says, you get your Bible out. Write it down on a notepad. Yeah, you, you need this one. The, this is a text kind of we all, I think it's, it's worthy of memorizing portions of this text. It says this, be ye angry, this is the old King James, and sin not, yeah. let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, mm -hmm. but rather let him labor, uh, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, 
whereby you're sealed until the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking. Does that sound like your speaking. house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got like that going on, right? Bitterness, uh, <laughs> wrath. It's like that was breakfast this morning. Anger <laughs> was lunch. Clamor. Hey, you're in the right place if that's you, right? Yeah. Uh, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another. My mother quoted this a thousand times <laughs> to me and my brothers growing up. It's like every day. Be, be ye kind, kind one to another, uh, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Yeah. It's all about communication. Be angry and sin not. Yeah. It's okay when you're communicating. There's going to be things in marriage. There's going to be moments where we're going to be angry at each other. It's true. And you're not, you're not bad for getting angry. Uh, some people will set it up and make it sound like if you ever say anything or you ever get heated in marriage that you're a terrible person. Come on, you're a human. You're walking around in a body of flesh. <laughs> yes. I do not, and, and this relationship. Chances are you're married to another human that isn't exactly like you. And so they think different and they act different and they communicate different. And that is a huge part of why God places you together because that can either be a force that makes it strong or it can be something that holds you back. Absolutely. He says, he says this, be angry and sin not. So you can get angry, you can communicate your anger, and you cannot get into sin. So I believe true. that. And he goes on and talks about don't be wrathful, don't blow your tops, really what he's saying. Yeah. Don't go, uh, you know, crackhead crazy. You don't have to do that anymore, <laughs> right? You have the Spirit of God on the inside of yes. you. And he says this, that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit of God's here when we're communicating. Yeah. The Spirit of God's here in the midst of us. So true. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. So He tells us how to communicate. And then He says, be very careful yes. that you don't grieve the, the Spirit Holy of God. Spirit. Yeah. I think of the times that I've grieved. I mean, I've grieved. I've been walking with Jesus since 1998. And there's a lot of times now that I've grieved the Spirit of God in my communication. You know what, though? I don't know that there are... As I think that we have grieved the Holy Spirit more in our communication with each other, absolutely, than in any other thing in our life. And I don't want to. I don't want to do that. And we've learned and we've grown. But if I'm honest, the marriage is one of the places that you have to be the most guarded. And this will. This scripture pertains to every relationship that you have in your life. But if you live with someone on an everyday basis and you're working out kids and work and finances and love and sex and all of these things, man, it can be one of the most intense situations that you live in. Therefore, you have to learn more self-control with each other. I tell people this all the time. If you think you got off work at five o'clock, you are misinformed. The minute you got off work at five o'clock, your job began because now you're going home to your family, to your marriage. It's the most important work that you will do all day long. When you get in that car, you take five minutes, you stop and you say, Holy Spirit, help me to do what I should do at my house. Help me to love him good, like you love him. Help me to raise those kids like you would raise those kids. Help me, God, to, to not grieve you tonight whenever I go home. What would happen if every single marriage in our church started that way when they left work? I mean, we would have <laughs> revival in that marriages would be awesome. in our church. You should no start one... that tomorrow in our house. <laughs> uh, can you start that tomorrow in our house? You uh, <laughs> I know, I should I too. know. Uh, it, it really is like this. And you see people that are great everywhere they go. Yeah. Right? People love them at work. They're, the good old boys love them. Their friends love them. Uh, they're, they're lovable people. And then they'll go home, and because of the familiarity, we're family, then they'll treat their people the that what? should be. The familiarity? Be the familiarity. I'm working <laughs> on English. God, excuse me, I'm from Western Kentucky. Familiarity. But, but yes, uh, that, it, it, your family, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're not careful, you let your gloves down. 
and you'll say things to the people you love the most you wouldn't say to anybody else mm -hmm. because you know they love you enough to give you a pass. True. And so you got to be careful you don't let that pass become a trap where you grieve the Holy Spirit and you hurt each other. Mm -hmm. So communication, you, you have to be very, very careful. Uh, we were just talking about how some people over communicate, right? They're saying too much all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is Jesse, so, so I'm just saying, and me. it really is me. Like if we're feeling it, the other person's going to know. Yeah. Because we're kind of wired that way. You know, we're not afraid of confrontation, either one of us. We don't have flight, we only have fight. There's mm -hmm. something wrong with us genetically. <laughs> Most people have fight or flight, we have fight. Yeah. And uh, so we can communicate and we know that, that we probably, especially me, I need to dial it back. Mm -hmm. Right at times in life. Yeah, and, I, and I, I feel that too, even in other relationships. But there are times that Brian wants the headline and I want to give him all the details of why he's hurt me and why I'm mad and why I need him to fix it and why he needs to change and all these things. And I've had to learn over the years that in order to not grieve the Holy Spirit, sometimes that communication style, even though very informative, very <laughs> it's not always helpful because he's not listening anymore. So I've thrown so many words, thousands of words at him and he's only caught 10. So if I can think through what I want to say and dial that communication back, we can have communication that is quick and, and concise and, and he's more receptive to that than he is the thousands of words that I've come up with about his personality and why it's bothering me, right? So uh, sometimes when you're an over communicator, you just have to remember, yeah, you're not done communicating yet, but they were done 15 minutes ago and they just can't done handle listening. any more, any more words. And they're flying past them and it's just anger and anger and anger and anger. And now it's becoming impossible for them to be angry and sin not. And you're actually provoking your spouse to wrath, which we're not even supposed to do that with our children, the Bible says. And I think it's vital that we remember that in our marriages. If, if, if communication is, if you've over communicated and the thing starts trekking in a negative manner. That's true. Uh, all the stats show, you know, some people are like, we got to stay here and fight this out. We're going to get this done. Don't do it. I'm not like that. I leave. I'm like, yeah. I'll come back when you can act like you're not crazy, right? I'm out. <laughs> he says, and I'll when be, you can I'll act like a normal human, Jesse, act like a human, I'll, I'll be back, honey. Yeah. And so I walk away and she used to get so mad and I had no proof that I was right. I just knew I was about that. <laughs> and now the science of relationships says once a thing is, is going toxic and negative, the best thing you can do is, is come apart from when the thing's toxic and negative for a period of time and come back whenever uh, cooler, cooler minds, cooler heads True. can prevail. So, so there's some over communicators in the room. There's probably some under, more, a lot more under communicators, yeah. people that don't communicate enough in the room. And so those people's spouses, if you don't communicate enough, most of the time you're expecting your spouse to fulfill uh, a need in your life yeah. that they don't know exists, right? You're placing an expectation on a person that you haven't communicated. Mm -hmm. So you're looking for God, something that God, they can't win. Yeah, God knows your heart, your spouse doesn't. That's, that's right, and, right? And, and so you come in and you're like, I'm done. Maybe you have a job that you have to talk a lot or you're just not communicate, you know, a communicator by nature. And so you just pull back and you're like, well, they should figure it out. And they're like, what have I done to you? And you're like, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. If you have said those words in the last week, you are definitely an under communicator because God it has called you to actually share with your spouse, like give them an opportunity to win. We have to want our families to win more than we want our own way. You have to give them a chance to win. And it may be 
that you have to discipline yourself to come in, take a rest, and then say, this is our 15 minutes of communication. I would love it if you'd tell me everything that you need to tell me from today, and I would like to comment back with two words. I, I don't know what that looks like. So you're telling them to like. schedule a time. You have if to schedule it. It's not your way to communicate. Yeah. The people that don't communicate, a lot of times they don't talk, don't talk, don't talk, don't talk, and then they go crazy, mm -hmm. right? True. And, and it's like, this is toxic. Thanks. So So a better system is, is you need a system of communication. People think, well, that person that talks too much needs more discipline in their life. But it takes just as much, if not more, discipline for an under-communicator to come into the room, to schedule a time, and to actually show up present, look their spouse in the eye, and say, I'm going to communicate for the next 15 minutes. I'm not going to communicate on minute 16, but I'm going to communicate for the next 15 minutes. And anything that we need to talk about, and there may be days you have to do more. Obviously, we recommend an every seven-day date day or date night, whatever that looks like for you, a time that you set aside. Those moments are moments that you have communication. It helps people that are under communicators to schedule that in and to put that discipline in their life. I'm telling you, it will help you if you can get it in, in, in your calendar. The main thing, and, and we're running out of time, I, I, wanna, I wanna kinda close with, with a couple of thoughts, sure. but, but if you allow the devil to steal your communication one from another, um, you've allowed the devil to win. And I, I, was, I was eating with Will Mitchell just the other night from here Love at Will. his church, Amarillo. Love Will. Jesse grew up with Will. And Will wrote a book about divorce and kind of the effect on families. Yes. Uh, pretty cool that Will's written a book, man. I, hats off to you, Will. I'm coming after you. I'm writing a book right now, and I'm, right. I'm going I'm to get in the club. But, but one of the things he said is that the first thing when two countries go to war, when they're getting ready to war, the first thing they do is they cut off all communication. So they come away from the negotiation table, right? They come away from talking to each other. Mm -hmm. uh, that their, their ambassadors, their leaders stop talking. Communication's cut. And after communication's cut, the next thing that happens is the bombs start dropping. Yeah. So I want to encourage you, if you've allowed the devil, I believe, in a Christian marriage, right, mm -hmm. to cut the communication, uh, you better open those lines of communication back up before the bombs stop dropping. Yeah. God doesn't want the bombs to drop on your marriage or, or, or on your family. What God's put together, let no man put asunder, the Scripture says. Yeah. So, so what we want is we want you to communicate. And here's just a couple of action items. You could talk to your spouse. Those of you that aren't married yet, um, man, you ought to write this stuff down and think about it in the future. Yeah. But you need to schedule a time you're communicating. And you need to come up with a, a spirit-led way you're going to communicate. If you're going hot, you need to bring it down. If you're not saying what you should be saying, you need to step up and learn to communicate. Mm -hmm. And then both of us, we need to learn if we're going to dish it out, right? They're going to tell us what they need. We have to receive it. If you can pitch, you also have to be catching. Yeah. It's the way we said. So it's a powerful way. And so I think we ought to take a moment, Jesse, and we ought to pray for their communication. Absolutely. Would you, would you pray? Yeah. For them today. I'm going to pray that you'll have quick and that you'll have honest communication. That God will give you a peace that passes all human understanding. It's going to guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus as you walk out this thing that is the best thing that God ever gave to the earth outside of the church of the living God. Yeah. We're believing with you today. Are yeah. you ready? If your spouse is by you, go ahead and grab their hand. If you're single, I want you to push into this prayer because you're already pushing into your future in what you want in your life. If you're single and you don't want a spouse, just keep your eyes you're open. 
single, don't, you don't grab anyone else's hand right now. It would be very awkward, all right? We'll pray for you pray today. For Father, I thank you for these sweet people. Yes. God, that have come today with a heart to learn and hunger. Father, for your word, for help from heaven for their homes. God, I pray that you would intervene, that you would give them wisdom voices that come and, and are a part of their life. Right now, I pray that the angels of the Lord would visit their household, that even as they sleep, that they would prepare the atmosphere. Father, that their worship would go up, that their heart would be seen by you that as they pray. But Father, that you would open up the lines of communication. We pray this week for supernatural open lines of communication between yes. the two of them. And I pray that every single marriage that's on the rocks right now, God, that you're, that you're bringing help from heaven. Father, I pray right now for those that are strong, that they're getting stronger. Father, today we ask you to do what only you can do as we apply the wisdom principles from the word of God. We believe you for it. Yes. We thank you for it. And we agree together today in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.